Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, guys, to the Cousin Connection Podcast. podcast. It's, been, it's been a long week. It's been a and month. we'll definitely cover what's been going on actually let me let me start with that so last week we had my sister aisha on i love how you're pointing to the yeah to the (laughs) empty seat currently unfortunately but uh she was on last week and this was on a sunday and no we recorded on monday actually was it monday oh sorry it was on monday and Mm -hmm. a couple days before that is when um hamas entered israel or occupied palestine allegedly attacked mm-hmm. yeah alleg- well, allegedly let's say they did for you okay. know if we're giving we're for gonna be as charitable as possible okay they attacked you know they israel. attacked was no not the, israel is- they attacked occupied palestine because that area is technically and is palestine it's occupied by israelis ah uh, okay 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 gotcha. so that happened and by monday not a lot has happened like there was talks of retaliation and we knew and i even prefaced this in the episode at one point i was like i know that there's gonna be or not preface but i i guessed that this would be the next recourse would be like Mm. like just full-out war and that's essentially what we got i mean i wouldn't even call it war when it's one-sided oh yeah it's it's not even war it's 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 a uh extermination a genocide whatever scenario you can work is basically they're going to try and destroy and kill as many civilians as possible that's the current state at this moment and a lot has happened that week like um first off just the reactions overall the one positive thing that i can say that came out of this week is that i've definitely seen a major shift in the general um consensus around who the uh bad guys are if you want to say i don't know what the best word for that is but like essentially at the beginning of the week there were still a lot of people especially if you watch a lot of celebrities instagram stories there were a lot of people who were on the side of israel but now as the week has gone on and a lot more people are opening their eyes to the real situation that's that that's currently going on there are a lot more people who are saying okay you know what now that they are more aware of what's actually going on, what the real story is. A lot of people are saying, oh, shoot, like I used to be pro-Israel, Israel, but now I'm pro-Palestinian. And and that's definitely been the biggest shift I've seen throughout the week. I don't know if you've noticed that. Honestly, I've had a lot of thoughts this week about mm-hmm. the different things that I've seen. Um, but if we're going to speak on that specifically, yeah, I remember I spoke about this last week about how a lot of celebrities are either not posting about it mm-hmm. or they're posting um, as if it is the Israelis that are being exterminated or, um, yeah. you know, being brutally killed innocent. I mean, listen, I don't know how many Israelis were killed. Mm-hmm. I, I think in general this week, many, many, many innocent lives have been um, taken away from them. Mm-hmm. That being said, <clears throat> On the topic of celebrities and influencers speaking up mm-hmm. against what's against what's been happening, there were a lot. Okay, my timeline. I feel like I've 
curated it to see mm-hmm. what I want to see. And yeah. so for the most part, I think I maybe saw like one person post about a pro pro Israel thing that mm-hmm. I personally followed because yeah let's be real i don't follow them anymore we've definitely lost <laughs> we've definitely unfollowed a lot I, I think we've both unfollowed a lot of people this week and that was the, the only person that i knew personally mm-hmm. that being said there were some celebrities that i saw that um made posts that were pro israel mm-hmm. and then there were some i don't remember if they were influencers or like i'll speak on one influencer specifically mm-hmm. but there were some that were like blatantly pro israel mm-hmm. And then there were some that were like, oh, the poor children of Israel and Palestine. Mm-hmm. The neutral stance. The neutral stance. Mm-hmm. And it was just ironic to me because one, and this person's actually getting a lot of flack on TikTok too, but I don't know if you've heard of Nabila Noor. No. Okay, so she, basically her following, she has a pretty big following. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of her following, she's Bengali mm-hmm. and she married uh, a white guy. Yeah. So a lot of her identity is being in an interracial um, relationship and yeah. having mixed kids. But like a lot of like who she stands by is her Bengali identity. Mm-hmm. That being said, she posted about uh, the neutral stance mm-hmm. and people were like very, very, very disappointed in her. Yeah. And right before all of this even started, she actually made a post counting down the days till Christmas. So oh, the Muslims she- were already unhappy because yeah. they're like, we don't see you counting down the days, the days till Ramadan. Yeah. And just because you have a white husband who has non-Muslim, like he's Muslim. Yeah. But his family members are not. Wait, if he's Muslim. He converted to And Islam. she's Muslim. Yeah. Was, Why yeah. are they celebrating Christmas? Because yeah. it's, he grew up celebrating it. This is her justification, yeah. not mine. But she said he grew up celebrating it and it's really important to him mm-hmm. to carry on the tradition. And so important she enough to put a story out of it. She put out a whole TikTok dedicated to redecorating her home f- in preparation for Christmas. Oh, okay. So she was already in, in hot water yeah. for that. That's a whole other thing, though. Yeah, yeah it's a whole other topic. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it another time. But then, like immediately after, a couple days later, she posted this neutral stance, mm-hmm. and people were like, "What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you, you profit on the fact of being Bengali and Muslim. Mm-hmm. Like you're not even an ally at this point. You're just taking. Do you know what the exact post was? Do you, can can we read it out? I, um, I don't know what it was. Was it on her story or was no, it? No, it was a post, like post. a dedicated post. She see made. if she still has it up. The power of Google. Okay, she okay. found it. So let's see. So this is what she put. Mm-hmm. She said, "My heart has been heavy these past few days as we have witnessed the aftermath of the horrific attacks in Israel." Violence against children is unbearable. Violence against innocent civilians is never acceptable. Mm-hmm. Whether for resistance, defense, and everything in between, kill- killing innocent civilians, kidnapping children, torturing women requires collective outrage. It has always required collective outrage. I hold a space in my heart for my Israeli, Jewish, Palestinian, and Muslim friends and followers navigating one of the most horrific, uh, sorry, horrifying conflicts of our time in real time. This is a time for mourning and grief for so many people, and it's also a time for action. I don't have all the answers, but I do know that. Um, th- but I do know that just as I have condemned the acts of heinous violence against Palestinians and Israelis in the past, I do the same today. The ongoing conflict, mm-hmm. keyword, between Israel Israel and Palestine has left tens of thousands of people dead over the last seven decades, and seven million Palestinians as refugees, and it is children who are suffering the consequences the most mm-hmm. hate has no home on my platform and i will keep it that way moving forward i'm praying for peace action and res- and a resolution 
See, so to a person who doesn't know about the situation, that would sound perfectly fine, right? Exactly. And yeah. that that's the problem, right? Like she yes, you're condemning the violence and you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying all the right things to basically appease to both sides. Mm-hmm. But that's the issue. When there's one side that is clearly in the wrong, they are clearly the oppressor. Why would you even try to ride the middle in that situation? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and the reason why she's getting so much backlash is because with influencers, you know, a lot of them fear the backlash that they might get from those that sponsor them, mm-hmm. those that have partnerships with them, those yeah. that basically pay their bills. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like if you're going to pick money over what's morally right mm-hmm. and speaking up and educating your your followers on the platform that they built for you, then at that yeah. point, I would say that you're pretty spineless and you're just money hungry. So yeah, like I think we last week you mentioned uh, the singer N- Nima. Um, oh, Nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, but she actually got dropped by her label. I saw that for posting about Palestine, which is kind of ironic because she is Palestinian. She's Palestinian, as if she's not going to speak about her own. Like that makes yeah. no sense. Honestly, when I saw her post on that, I was like, <clears throat> they don't deserve you, anyways. You're too good for them. Yeah, and also just in that celebrity speaking out about it realm so recently there's like this uh do you know about dj vlad no i don't well essentially he's like a figure in the hip-hop community he interviews a lot of like up-and-coming rappers okay and he covers like maybe basically like gossip within the rap community and he and he and he um profits off of like the black community and and the negative things that currently go on or conflicts that go on in the community and recently he went on to a radio station where he essentially called out uh, DJ Khaled and uh, Drake for not saying anything about the situation, right? Mm. But unfortunately, DJ Vlad's actually on the uh, Israeli side. Like he's, he's pro-Israeli is, or Israel. And he's calling out, he's calling out Drake being like, you're one of the most biggest Jewish figureheads we have. I always forget that Drake is Jewish. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And he was like talking about how you had a bar bar mitzvah, all these things. But then people are calling him out. He's like, they're like, DJ Vlad, you have no right to tell first off, like a black man and an Arab man what to say when you've never spoken about anything that's going on within the black community, which is the same community you currently profit off of. They're calling out the hypocrisy and how like the thing that he's profiting from, he has no, he doesn't care whether or not it, uh, he like when it came to the Black Lives Matter movement, all that stuff, he didn't care about that. But when it came to his people, then he starts speaking out and calling out other people for it. Mm. So that was just an ironic thing that was, or a weird <laughs> thing that was going on within the like celebrity community as well. I also want to say shout out to Kehlani. Yeah, that too. She's she's definitely been on the forefront. She has. And she's been like out there posting on her stories, Mm -hmm. calling out other influencers and celebrities for remaining silent during this time. Like she said that celebrities were calling her and telling her, you shouldn't be speaking out about this. Do you not care? Like, you know, your label might look at you different after this and all this stuff. And she's like, like there are people literally dying. I don't care about money. Like where's your humanity? Basically, she literally said that to them. You know, do you remember when Kanye made those comments and people were calling him an anti-Semite? Semite? Um, Anti-Semite, is that or an- Anti-Semitic, sorry. Anti-Semitic, yeah. Do you yeah. remember when he was saying like... <clears throat> I, 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 the only thing I remember him saying is that he loved Hitler, but I don't remember... <laughs> oh, he s- yeah, he you don't remember that? that? Okay, maybe I didn't pay attention to that mm-hmm. portion, but he also did say like a lot of the big corporations are run by Jews, yeah. so, you know, people, that's why no one's ever going to speak up against mm-hmm. 
anything that they do. I, I also do want to say mm-hmm. being Jewish does not equate to being a Zionist. Yeah. You know, I've seen, I, I saw the protest in New York. Did you see that one? Um, the the really big protests. Oh yeah, in yeah. New York. Um, even even in Toronto, there have been plenty of protests where you see Jewish people also walking with the protesters or other Palestinian people. Like they're they're supporting. Yeah, and so people, to clarify, like for those people. of you that are listening to us speak on this, we're not specifically mm-hmm. talking about Jewish people. We're actually speaking about the Zionists, the Israeli government, the yeah. IDF, etc. So, um, yeah, it's just been like very eye-opening but back to the Mm -hmm. original point that you made where you said you felt like a lot of people are finally waking up to the truth Mm -hmm. and they're they're starting to realize what's actually going on yeah um i noticed that as well and i noticed Mm -hmm. that people are now calling them out like the fact that the whoever's running the twitter page or the x page for for Mm -hmm. israel um i don't know if you saw that one photo where they had like blood smeared on a children's yeah floor and it was like First of all, blood is not pink. Like on the on the actual book, the yeah. whatever picture book or whatever it, it was, is propaganda. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> someone was like, "I have a minor in forensic." Yeah, I saw, oh, that, you saw too. that comment. Yeah, yeah. If I can find it again, I'll we'll post it here. But, but essentially, like, he broke it down scientifically ex- to show how this exactly. is all propaganda and completely fake. And it's and and then can I can we actually go back to the um the story that broke the news saying that mm-hmm. Hamas slaughtered forty children or babies yeah uh, and that beheaded was, them sorry mm-hmm. and um later on in the week it came out oh it can't be confirmed because yeah. it was made up the source was trust me bro <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, literally like it's it's very sad what's happening mm-hmm. and you know how i said i had a lot of thoughts this week yeah so part way through the week like i was really feeling like wow this is a lot like this is really taking a toll on my mm-hmm. mental health like maybe I should take a break. That's literally my thought process. Yeah. But then I'm like, wow, the fact that I'm privileged enough to mm-hmm. even be able to take a Just break. Just be able from, to turn off your phone and act like it's not happening. Which is crazy because mm-hmm. can the people in Palestine take a break? No, they're living it day yeah. in and day out. And I'm sure they wish they could take a break. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so it was like this cycle of wanting to continue to educate myself and then you know, use my minuscule platform to post about it and educate those that follow me. Yeah. But at the same, and and then also, you know, making dua and Mm -hmm. just kind of like doing whatever I can from where I'm at. But then I would also feel like, okay, this is a lot, like it's impacting my day to day. Like, Mm -hmm. let me just take a break and then feeling the guilt from doing that. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this constant cycle the whole week. And it made me feel like helpless at one point. And then I, I started to see more and more posts about um, like, you know, people encouraging others to make dua and mm-hmm. how like we're underestimating the power of dua, which actually. And praying like istikhara and all that. Mm-hmm. Not istikhara, but oh, praying. Um, um, no, the one <laughs> when you wake up at the third of the night. What is it called oh, again? Uh, uh, no, now I'm forgetting <laughs> I had you. You threw me off with istikhara. I was like, I what? No. I had. I had. I know. I know. I know it. But I Tahajjud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know what it was. Um, and uh, you know we've spoken about the power mm-hmm. of dua before, and how you know when you are inspired to make dua, mm-hmm. it's because your Lord Allah wants to give to you whatever you're you're asking about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know that reflection was what I kind of went through today. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I can sit here and feel guilty and, and whatever, but mm-hmm. that's not going to change the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 
what we can do is make dua and and wake up and um mm-hmm. in the third of the night and pray and yeah make dua for them and you know what i mean like all we can do the power that we can do is you can donate um to the reputable uh organization yeah, like islamic relief and exactly that's mm-hmm. a really big one um and then make dua for them as much as you can yeah the unfortunate thing is that when you're talking about like speaking out on social media, mm-hmm. another thing that we've been seeing is uh, the worst case scenario when it comes to the algorithm yeah. suppression and even specifically to Canada, the Bill C-18. So to start with the first point I made, which is the um, the algorithm. So because it kind of tries to suppress anything to do with just conflict or any, any uh, world geopolitic news everyone's stories are getting completely shadow banned or yeah, the, yeah. i think the word shadow banned mm-hmm. so like people with thousands even hundreds of thousands of followers are getting maybe a hundred two hundred three hundred views on their stories when they're no used to getting a minimum of one thousand right yeah 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 um and the second point i said shoot you were saying Okay, let's let's go to the third point, which is Bill, Bill C eighteen. <laughs> okay, I completely forgot what the second point was. Yeah, me too. But the Bill C eighteen, so specifically to Canada, is that like because news agencies are essentially blocked. Yeah. In Canada, that includes the news news agencies that show the real things that are going on in Palestine currently. So we don't get to see that. You Fortunately, know. Yep. I was ahead. just gonna say I thought it was my phone. I, like mm-hmm. during the week. Yeah. There was this one page that I kept trying to load and it would always say no internet available, but any other page would load. Yeah. So I'm like, what's wrong with my phone? Mm-hmm. And so I would always watch like the sec, like the whoever's reposting that yeah. person. But I was like constantly checking that one page. I'm like, why doesn't it work? And then I noticed it's because they're being blocked or Meta is conveniently making it so that we can't see that content. Yeah. And there's actually someone I recently, I literally just saw a story or a TikTok, I think like 10 minutes ago, where a girl was like, talking about this situation and she was trying to repost a story on her instagram for and it wasn't working like it would it would show the image but it would be like loading and then eventually when she did get some of them to post it would be just a single frame of that video and she's like this is weird so what she did is she went on her phone and went into a vpn and she when she opened her vpn and made it into like some middle of america it worked perfectly fine no issues at all that's so yeah and this is not from a news this is, she was reposting it from like tiktok so it's not like she was trying to repost a, uh, a new story from some like cnn or well it's not cnn they're not really giving the best news out here that's but like true. al jazeera or something like that yeah then <laughs> they um noticed that it started working if, if they were in america yeah so yeah and people's accounts are being suspended mm-hmm. even on x slash yeah. twitter um, those two platforms specifically, I haven't heard anything about TikTok, mm-hmm. um, but it's just very interesting mm-hmm. that, like, and here's here's when when people try to call it a conflict or a war. How can you rightfully call it a war when Meta clearly favors one side over the other? Because yeah. I don't see no Israeli posts being shadow banned. Mm-hmm. I mean, YouTube is playing ads um on children videos yeah you saw that too i saw that and i was like what kind of problem like Mm -hmm. yo like your kids your kids probably won't be able to understand this Mm -hmm. so we'll just let you know there are 40 and they're still propagating that story saying that 40 babies were killed 
in the um, invasion, quote unquote invasion. Seven hundred babies were killed in in Palestine. Yeah, seven hundred pal- and and the amount of children mm-hmm. where like you can see the paramedics are literally carrying their lifeless bodies. Mm-hmm. I saw one where her head was literally open, and I was like traumatized just mm-hmm. from seeing that. Like, yeah, trigger warning to anybody that's listening to this because we're going to be speaking very graphically. Mm-hmm. I probably should have said that in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, oops, <laughs> but. It's hard not to be upset. It's hard not to be, mm-hmm. you know, extremely sad and then extremely angry and frustrated. And the fact that our government is sending money allegedly to also Palestine, but like some to Israel yeah. as well. Like, what are you doing? You're just for adding more fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. All these Palestinians that are being killed, it's at the hand of the American government, the Canadian government, all the. What's so special about Hero Bread? Soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba governments in europe like every single country yeah. there like it's there are so many war crimes being committed that mm-hmm. i wish we could hold everybody accountable yeah the unfortunate thing about palestine in general is that like there are so many there's so much global interest in this singular location mm. mainly from the west because there's that video also being propagated where joe biden ironically who's the president now back in like 1986 is talking about how they have they can't afford to lose israel they need to ha- that that they have to keep no matter how much it costs to keep israel as an ally they must pay it he was talking about like 3 billion dollars every year to pay them because that essentially gives them some footing in the arabian peninsula so as long as they have um uh israel as an ally then they can keep an eye on the rest of the arabian peninsula and um there was also that other video that came out. We're, we're just kind of collating everything now mm. of like uh, Netanyahu who uh, was talking about how he's aware of this and is, and is leveraging that he knows that they need him. So they will, they will do whatever they, that's why they're able to bomb as many and kill as many civilians without any recourse because they know that the Western countries need them. So they're not going to do anything, no matter how many, uh uh geneva convention rules or whatever or, or laws they're breaking or like how many times the un uh condemns them for what they're doing they're going to continue doing it because they know at the end of the day there's going to be no recourse for it mm-hmm. we also have to make sure because of these global interests you have to also address the fact that there are multiple countries that surround palestine that are currently not doing anything and actually maybe even uh, aiding uh israel's um current attacks on the palestinian people right like uh specifically egypt egypt Mm -hmm. keeps an eye on the palestinians like they mentioned that uh they actually warned them a few days before the attack 
that uh, Egypt did, that there was going to be some type of action taken by Hamas at one point. I mean, uh, at some point, and they didn't know exactly when, but they were like, hey, keep an eye out. And now um, it's not confirmed, but people are saying like, you know, they probably knew about this and allowed it to happen because at the end of the day, the, even the Israeli government doesn't care about their own civilians. At least they just care about their own political interests and how much power they can uh, grab. So they knew this was going to happen and would you and knew, essentially what's being implied is that they would use this as an excuse to go into Gaza and take over that land. Um, I don't and, know if you saw those posts, I think, from someone's Facebook mm-hmm. about like rebuilding, using the Palestinian oh, yeah. land to yeah. rebuild whatever, some kind of city. Yeah, but those are just... The fact that people fantasizing about killing millions of civilians is messed up in another on another level, and these are like Jims and Bobs and Karens. Like they're like you think they would be regular people. It makes you realize how like people can be manipulated into seeing other people as less than human. But they've even been in, doing even that. in the modern day. They've been doing that. No, but even, it happens even in the modern day where yeah. it's very clear. You can make even a single Google search or check one story here and there and see what the real story is. But people will, for some reason, maybe intentionally, maybe un- unintentionally, continue to stick with one side of the story and not give any thought towards whatever other side of the story there is. And I, as I was mentioning, like Egypt is supporting them, but I searched it up and a lot of the quote-unquote Muslim countries are actually allied or at least, at least have peace treaties with Israel. Yeah. And, and, and give them a legitimate claim to the land. Like, uh, I was searching up all, like basically all of the United Emirates, uh, yeah. Morocco, uh, Sudan, um, uh, Egypt, of course, and Jordan. Like, all these countries, the reason that they're not jumping, because they, they are not allied with them, but at least they have a peace treaty with them. And I know you can say, oh, they're 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 just looking out for their best interest for their own country, but at the end, when you're seeing this happening, like there must be, if if you know that there's going to be no recourse from the Western government, like you have, how do you not feel like you have to do something, aid them in some way, right? It's unfortunate. Like mm-hmm. you would think that the Muslim rulers um, mm-hmm. of the Muslim countries would at least come together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if they came together and hey, the the UAE and a lot of the like Gulf countries are very, <clears throat> very wealthy. I don't oh, know. sorry. I didn't mention the biggest one, Saudi Arabia, yeah. which, which actually they said that um, was going to be making a deal with the Israeli government before this attack occurred. And the Hamas thing was supposed to stop it from going through. Right? Yeah. I, I'm sure if all of the Muslim countries came together mm-hmm. and basically defended Palestine. I'm sure they have enough wealth and resources. I don't really know too much about their military mm-hmm. and their defense, how that how that works, but I'm sure if they have enough wealth, they can uh, they can formulate a, a pretty good defense team mm-hmm. against Israel. But if Israel is backed by, you know, the global powerhouse which is Yeah, it, the you're US, essentially talking about a world war. A world war, yeah, and like I'm not encouraging, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. none of like all I'm saying is, is that they literally have nobody while Israel has like, like strong countries ally with like allying them. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so it's very unfair, very unfortunate. And it angers me when people try to call it a war 
because a war means you have two countries that actually are fighting each other. The Palestinians aren't even fighting back. Mm -hmm. They can't fight back. Mm -hmm. You're claiming to fight against Hamas and bombing every single corner of whatever is left of Palestine mm -hmm. to try and get them. That may, how does that make sense? It doesn't. Imagine you see a spider in the corner of one bedroom and you burn your whole house down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would do that. But that's besides the point. Yeah. Like, the point I'm trying to get at is like... And, and don't, you know what? You know mm -hmm. what? Can I just say, because this is my little like thought, I was like, hmm, how how did Hamas allegedly attack and catch the Israeli military off guard when they have a freaking iron dome and all this high tech? Well, we, we spoke about that, right? Like it might have been intentional because the iron dome is uh, for missiles. Yeah. Um, but they them getting through the border and stuff. Yeah. Like, how does that even happen? Well, that that's where that's where the conspiracy is. Is that this was actually known to be happening by the Israeli government, and they act and they chose not to do anything to justify what they're doing now. Yeah, to justify what they're doing now, because no matter what, like Israel's final goal is to get all of Palestine, or at least the Israeli government. Their entire their goal is to get the whole country, like that includes uh, Gaza right now or Gaza, but. They're gonna be making their way towards through the West Bank eventually, and um, they already have control of the West Bank. Like they 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 uh, have all the checkpoints. Like people there are already living under uh, an apartheid government. But I think their first goal is to take over all of the uh, all of Gaza and that whole area. It's just. <sighs> I, I don't really have any more words because mm -hmm. I just feel like I feel myself getting angrier and angrier. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to leave it up to Allah. At the end of the day, these people will be held accountable. Yeah. So like. And yeah, any, any stories you hear, uh, at least coming out from the Israeli government, th third, first, just assume that they're not real. <laughs> if it's coming from directly from the israeli government mm -hmm. the the page the pages or instagram pages whatever mm -hmm. dedicated to that don't believe it if it's coming from cnn or any american funded news uh broadcasting network don't believe it yeah you really have to as difficult as it is to consume this type of content you really have to look at there are actually a couple of pages that you know i've been following and i can list them in the description of this uh, video mm -hmm. so that you guys can also follow. I'm sure a lot of you guys that are listening are very well aware of what's going on and you probably are, 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 are oh my gosh, I can't even speak. You probably are already following these pages. Mm -hmm. um, but for those that are not, I will have them listed just so that you are able to see for yourself. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like she mentioned, just continue to make the work pray for the people of Palestine. I know we mentioned it last week, but we just want to give a good update, I guess, on what's been going on there because it's definitely uh, changed a lot in the last week and it could change a lot in the next week. Yeah. Right? Like right now, um, I could go more into what's going on. I don't know. I feel like at this point, you're kind of just like, you're no, gassed I'll, out. I'll listen. You can share. Mm -hmm. Well, like the next thing that was happening, uh, I think we went through like the uh, the quote-unquote attack and even that's controversial to say that like this was a not really attack like this is all kind of planned out but that's a whole whole conspiracy you know maybe 
when it high size 2020 after the situation hopefully inshallah gets better and and it's resolved we can get the real facts of what was happening and everybody can really see how much propaganda was being put out there but to get back to what's going on now so um uh the israeli government immediately the military immediately started retaliating by just throwing rockets into gaza like indiscriminately we're actually in the process of them bombarding the area they're basically like hey so i know you have like 1.1 million people in this general area in northern gaza but like can y'all kind of just evacuate down to south to the south the southern part of that region and they're like yeah so you have about 24 hours to do this for 1.1 million people they give them 24 hours to evacuate which is like unprecedented like the logistics of that like you're thinking how about all the people who are currently injured the thousands of people who are currently injured uh all the medical staff that's there like all how do they get all their supplies down south which first off they also cut off the water they cut off the electricity and they cut off the fuel to the country the fact that they even had the ability to do that for a whole country is mind-blowing they did all of that and then told them to evacuate but then in the process of some of them at least trying to evacuate they started attacking the civilians who were evacuating the direction killing. they were yeah yeah like let's say there's a road that all these people there's only one road these people they, can go they, through they suggested oh take this route it's safer and then they bombed the route it was a trap yeah it was literally a trap and, and please tell me how can you justify that there's no way of justifying it. And like, I've literally seen TikTokers like cry and be like, this is like, how is this going on? Like at first, a lot of these TikTokers, you can even see like the progression of a lot of these TikTokers who don't really have any investment in it. Like they're they're not Muslim Christian or like they don't have any connection to uh, Palestinian people in any way, but they usually just cover stories like this. And you can even see the progression of them slowly breaking down as they're covering the story to the point where one of them ended up like just sobbing on camera talking about this story where people were being bombed on the road civilians and then this video of it happening so if you're still on one side of this thing you're definitely like you're not mentally okay at this point like there definitely has to be some type of mental block but we know amir we know that there are some people in this world who Mm -hmm. are just they're just blind to the truth. Mm-hmm. There has been a veil put over their eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and what's that one saying? It's not the eyes that can see, it's the heart, something like that. I'm going to believe you and say I, that, yeah. I, 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 I know what you're talking about generally. There was but, a saying like that, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like, if if there was a veil put over your eyes and you're not meant to see the truth, you're never going to see the truth, mm-hmm. you know? So as angering as it is, like, <sighs> the only thing that gives me some sort of comfort not even comfort but like just ease i guess Mm -hmm. to my mind is just knowing that this life is temporary Mm -hmm. this life is temporary those that are you know a lot of them are are martyrs because Mm -hmm. of how they've been murdered a lot half of the palestinian population are children who automatically will you know will go to jannah because they're not even accountable yet Mm -hmm. i've seen videos of paramedics trying to save a newborn there was like a three-week-old baby or a mm-hmm. three-month-old or something like that and i was just like try like i feel like i'm gonna go crazy trying to make sense of like how they could do well, this those are things you're not supposed to rationalize like you're supposed to accept it as how horrible it is don't try and rationalize it no it's not even about yeah. rationalizing it but it's just like 
human beings, like you have to be really, really, really programmed to be evil in order to actually carry through with those acts. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure so many of you guys have seen that one video of that ex-IDF soldier mm-hmm. who talks about um, the traumatic effects like what Mm -hmm. happened to him like the ptsd that he experiences and i don't feel bad for him Mm -hmm. i don't feel bad for people like that no one forced you to be in that i'm sure the government probably put some sort of pressure and it's like either you're with us or against us type Mm -hmm. of type of thing um and and i I also saw videos where they're giving settlers now machine guns and just saying like hey make it rain Mm -hmm. and they're just killing random people like Mm -hmm. and never feel bad okay and this is controversial Mm. but so a lot of these settlers first off these settlers they know what they're doing by moving into these areas there's that video that came out of the guy from new jersey yeah who literally like was living in a room that was part of like that was taken from a palestinian family while the palestinian family is living still living in that house and then as they're interviewing him he's like hey if i'm not here someone else would just do the same thing right and then he's like he's essentially like eventually hopefully this whole house he said hopefully this whole house is going to be a a, a jewish home like he's he's preying on the fact that these people eventually will be kicked out of their own home and he acknowledges that this is their home right and uh so uh, and this is the mindset of a lot of these settlers to the point where uh because they're so close to the uh, gaza street the strip they have an area where they they i think it's literally called like the watching area or like I forget what the name, they have a name for it, where they all take their chairs, like camping chairs and stuff. They sit on there and they watch as bombs are being thrown, uh, shot into Gaza. So these people go there and they want like popcorn. They're literally eating it and like sitting, like having a a little uh, picnic as they're watching this. And this is their entertainment. So these are the same people that they're um, trying to say they're innocent civilians. Of course, the fact that they're putting their own children and their wives and and their family members in this line of fire like intentionally doing this it's this almost equivalent to what uh, they're saying that Hamas is doing by putting civilians in the line of fire israel is not any the israeli government is not any better they're doing the same thing with their own people just these people are kind of intentionally doing because of the circumstance a lot of these settlers unfor- uh, like not unfortunately a lot of these settlers let settlers i can't even say that word settlers they come into this area or they, they, they are willing to accept living in these areas because the places they come from, a lot of them are running from tax evasion, from crimes they've committed in other countries or from some like uh, um, something they've done in another country. They're like, hey, it's better for me to live here and take someone's home. Yeah, they have like, a soldier have a certain, protecting them. Yeah, you have soldiers protecting you. You have You're literally being given someone else's land yeah. <laughs> and property. And they know they're being... Like they're they're taking someone else's land. It's not like they're oblivious to the fact that they're currently living. They probably some of the equipment that those people were using literally a day before they move into that house and start using it. They know that people used to live here. They're not oblivious to the situation. How ironic! Like not to. It's ironic that this is even happening because mm-hmm. for for the longest time, you know, we're taught in school about the Holocaust and how disgusting that Mm -hmm. whole thing was and how people vowed that this will never happen again in humanity this is basically the 2.0 except the oppressed at that time is now the oppressor yeah it's very sad it is very very and the audacity of these settlers to like think oh well it's my it's my right for me to take this person's house Mm -hmm. this ain't your country bro 
it yeah. really it's like i don't understand like uh, and this is something just to give you the 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 the, the eagle not eagle view like the um, bird's eye view bird's eye view of this whole situation or like even just a broader view of this like mm-hmm. right now it's horrible to us that this is happening but this is just history repeating itself 100 percent. colonization is not something new this is something that has been happening over thousands of years hundreds of thousands Canada, of years america yeah <laughs> shit we are on stolen land too <laughs> yeah i think it's just uh, surprising that it's currently still happening when we have all this evidence and and um clear as day like sources or not sources but like yeah clear as day evidence that like this is happening to these people uh even though the um, propaganda is saying a, a different thing right but I don't know. It's it's uh it's a crazy situation we find ourselves in, and again, inshallah, things get better for the Palestinian people, yeah. and uh, with more people being aware of the situation, at least put pressure on the politicians who are currently supporting it, and and uh, start they start changing their tune. I There's always the a chance. I think the protest will help, if, especially if we rely on Allah. What? Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. I, I do think the protest may help though, because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like. You know, when uh, the whole Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. really kind of like picked up during COVID. Yeah. And the protests were happening. And I, I feel like it actually kind of made somewhat of a change in many mm-hmm. industries. Part of me, like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say like, oh, yeah, you know, people are actually embracing mm-hmm. and really learning and educating themselves. But also like, are they doing it because, um you know, it's more favorable for them to do it. Mm-hmm. Affirmative action is benefiting, you know, whatever industry because it's like, oh, look, they're being inclusive. Yeah. What, whatever industry it's part of. But like here in this situation with the Palestinians and the Israelis, is it like, is it beneficial for people to now start like, not people, sorry, the the governments of the world, the presidents and whatever of the mm-hmm. world. I feel like at the end of the day, there could be a million protests going on. But unless it's of benefit to them yeah they won't actually do anything about it unfortunately yeah um no matter how the situation turns out like we have to rely on a lot and say like okay this is what is will to happen and and inshallah like at the end of the day justice there will be will justice be justice will be served eventually mm-hmm. if not in this life in the next life 100 percent. um so yeah and we're, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to take a quick break. Yeah, I'm going to need a break because... Yeah, and uh, we're going to come back with maybe a few things that are lighter to, you know, ease the mind a little bit, for especially for those who have been hearing about this all week. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in just a second. And we're back, y'all. Um, and I know I said I'll probably be talking about something a little bit lighter, uh, but there was actually another situation which unfortunately got uh, kind of rolled over or like um didn't get as much attention or overshadowed mm. by the current situation in palestine but we also have to pray for the people in uh afghanistan yeah i was going to mention that the earthquakes that are happening yeah and multiple earthquakes it started off that with happened. one yeah. which you know thousands of people unfortunately lost their lives from it but um there was a second one which made things worse and this seems to be a theme with and and it's a known thing to happen with earthquakes like there's one usually one major earthquake and then there are um like reverberations or like uh, aftershocks mm. that can be almost not equivalent to it, but almost as bad as the first one. And that's what we saw happen in Afghanistan where basically there was an initial earthquake that 
that devastated the country, and then a second one occurred not long after. Uh, so we have to make sure to pray for the people in Afghanistan as well. Um, I mean, Muslims, you know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, one of the signs of the Day of Judgment is the increase in earthquakes. And there have mm-hmm. actually been a lot in the last like month or mm-hmm. so. Um, and so, yes, pray for the people um, of Afghanistan, but also take this time to really strengthen your iman and mm-hmm. work on your relationship with Allah, work on your deen. If you're not already praying, make sure you start praying. Mm-hmm. Make sure you repent. Like really, now is your time to like buckle down because the world as we know it is is changing every single day and you don't know what tomorrow is going to what's going to happen tomorrow. So yeah. Especially know. with everything going on right now, like exactly. things are changing day by day. 100%. Um and this is not to to scare you, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, we have to remind each other and remind ourselves and we're trying to keep each other in check. You know what I mean? And keep ourselves in check. And so like the signs are very blatant and like in our faces mm-hmm. where we've been told, we've been warned by our prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You know what I mean? 1400 years ago. And, and back then he was telling us about the signs that we're seeing now. Like mm-hmm. I remember learning about this as a child not knowing that I would even be living through it mm-hmm. and we're like living through it now. So, you know, do what you can really work hard on becoming a better Muslim. And you know what I mean? Just yeah. Hold and tight. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. No, there's, there's not much more you can say, right? Cause like you feel like you mentioned earlier, you feel, feel helpless in the situation. So at the end of the day, you always have to just turn back to Allah and be like, okay, you know, we, we trust in your, in your will and your judgment so everything will work out as you willed it to be another story i want to talk about just get let's, let's get on the little bit of a lighter thing i don't know if you heard about the hassan minhaj hassan minhaj is that how you say it? yeah minhaj minhaj, minhaj. yeah <laughs> hassan minhaj let's say it as, <laughs> wow. as 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 floppy as possible what if that's not the way that you hmm? say it let's say it is okay. okay but he so apparently we were lied to why so you know how we went to his comedic show yeah. Like, uh, I think it was last year. Was it last year or this year? It was last. It feels like it was last year. Yeah. But we went to his show and he basically, like, you know, he told his, like, what's been going on in his life the past mm-hmm. few years. How he was having a hard time uh, getting, making, uh, um, his wife was having his a hard, wife, time. Ha- have hard time getting pregnant and mm-hmm. he found out it was his fault. And then there's this whole story about how someone sent anthrax to his house and he mm-hmm. got on his, and well, he thought it was anthrax and he got on his daughter and that turns out it was all fake. How do you know? Cause it, they, so New York, I think it was called, it was the New Yorker or one of the New York publications came out with a story on him where they were firstly, firstly, they were just doing it on him to like, you know, interview Hassan Minhaj. But of course, whenever he tells them a story, they have to fact check it, right? Yeah. Like a normal journal- journal- journalist would. Right. And as they were doing that, they found out this story isn't real. And then they started like checking other stories. And there was another story he talked about where he was rejected by uh, a girl that he asked out to prom because his family said he was brown and like they're racist. Turns out that story was fake. And it turns out that the girl that rejected him ended up marrying an Indian man. <laughs> and then, like, even the story of uh, the cop who... Oh, yeah, I remember that Yeah, the, the cop who was acting like uh, a new convert 
to Islam and like the undercover yeah cop the undercover cop and he came yeah, in yeah. and they, they called him out for it and everything and yeah. basketball court and all that turns out that story was like made up as well but so does oh, he ahead. does he claim for these stories to actually be factual or does he claim like it's implied he's a storyteller it's implied that these stories are true like you don't talk you don't make up a story about your your daughter getting anthrax poured on or accidentally getting anthrax on her and then taking her to the hospital and all these things like the thing about comedy is that usually a lot of their stories have some truth to them but they like embellish it and or, or they exaggerate it in some yeah, way yeah but they never really make up a story like the whole scenario was the made whole up? scenario was made up that's kind of weird but then it's also added on top of that it's the fact that he's these stories he's he's using them to gain some type of sympathy yeah for a, a general struggle that him or his community goes through so like when it comes to the story of the prom girl mm-hmm. or the girl that he asked to prom who was white right. her parents were white and he implied that they were racist for this and that girl because it came out who that girl was ended up getting a lot of like backlash for it right mm. she got a lot of like negative attention from it her parents got a lot of negative attention from it everybody thought they were racist even though she's with currently with an indian man um and she came out saying like yeah like he he tried he almost ruined my life essentially oh my god that's and not that's not okay exactly um and when hassan minhaj was like asked about it, he's like you know it's i didn't expect people to think that it was all true like he had no real he wasn't apologetic he, 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 he wasn't it. apologetic about it mm-hmm. at all uh so he was like yeah this is just you know part of the game kind of best thing. believe his next special is gonna include this he's currently he's currently on tour with uh another special i think he's already gone on stage a few times with it oh but about he's currently this? filming one yeah he's or he's doing a tour up. He's switching up his routine and writing about oh, the one time I almost got canceled. I think he's going to continue doing because like it makes his money is like I don't think his core fan base really cares whether or not the stories are real or fake. They're going to kind of just like be like, oh, you know, I like the stories. They're funny. Right. So that was. uh, Yeah, but it impacts his authenticity, though. Yeah, but. But but at the end of the day, like, you know, when you're watching or listening to comedians, like if you truly believe that every single thing they're telling you is absolutely fact, mm-hmm. no one's life is that funny and that entertaining. But it's not about it's not about whether or not it's real or fake. Like he can make up a, a random story about like something that happened to him on, I don't know, the subway or I don't know, just a random situation. But when you're telling that story to gain some, some type of sympathy yeah. or trying to use it as an example of the racism that his current his community goes through, that's when it becomes an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind because of because the whole up. like boy cried wolf situation where you're saying okay, like um, it's like um, what <laughs> what's that one guy's name from um, that singing show? Oh, Juicy um, Smollett. Yeah, Juicy Smollett. Juicy, Juicy. Je- no because i'm thinking no <laughs> dave Chappelle called him juicy and now i can't think of his real name jesse, jesse. yeah jesse smollett yeah yeah him so that was a whole other fake story too <laughs> yeah right? and he did that <laughs> or what about the other one what that girl i forgot what her name was but she like Ooh. said that she was kidnapped and jumped and then she was fine the whole time oh yeah exactly what she's like oh again? i see a baby on the highway yeah, yeah yeah that was a weird story too and she came out like why do two people days lie later. about that like you know, people like the attention on them, Okay, right? do something else. You don't have to make up some kind of traumatic story. Like It's unfortunate that they try to, like, weaponize their race or, like, some type of, like, 
uh, aspect of himself yeah. that they know will gain sympathy from the rest of the community or from that's, the rest of the world that's to crazy. gain some type of attention and just make up stories <laughs> like that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it, <laughs> so it happens more often than you think. But it's just crazy how it's happening with uh, someone who's been seen in such a positive light. Like, yeah. I don't think... I've never seen anyone speak bad about Hassan Minhaj. Like, he's been pretty positive, positively, like, seen. His in, reputation's Yeah, pretty, he has a pretty good reputation. Mm. Like, to the point where they're thinking of him, or people were trying to get him to become the next host of The Daily Show, which oh. is the one that Trevor Noah recently um, vacated, I guess. Yeah. He, so, but now that, those talks are kind of, like, out now. Like, he, the fact that, I don't think anyone's going to be willing to accept him um, as a host yeah after yeah. that happening he kind of ruined his chances in that so there's this big thing it's in a lot of especially in the muslim community like in general in, in general in like the pop culture there's been this like rise in like quote-unquote like devil worship or like people who are using the devil or devilish like uh symbolism yeah to promote their music mm-hmm. and this was like a big thing that recently came out with doja cat mm-hmm. who was essentially dressed up as a devil yeah and like almost antagonizing or not instigating or yeah antagonizing her own uh fan base like she was making fun of her fan base saying oh you guys like why you guys even like my old music that i made that stuff as a cash grab i did it because i knew that it would be popular like not because like it's artistically well done in any way or she you know how like a lot of celebrities they have like uh cute names for their fans I think hers were like kittens or something like that. And she's like, anyone who calls himself a kitten is not my fan. <laughs> so she was saying some crazy stuff like that. And this is all to promote her new album that was coming out. Yeah. And people were saying, oh, you're going to lose all your fans. Um, like all everything you're doing now. She's losing millions of followers. Turns out she comes out with a song called Paint the Town Red. Mm-hmm. Guess what? <laughs> it's number one in the country. No, and it's still i think it's still number one in the country which shows that like there's all this talk about how this is like never negatively gonna affect your perception and and your fan base and like your popularity but all it did was give her more of a spotlight and made her even more popular i think it like the whole devil symbolism and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff impacts religious people regardless mm-hmm. of what faith they belong to yeah um for those that aren't really like you know because there were two sides of the spectrum there were some that were like oh i ain't messing with that i'm not gonna listen to her whatever boycotting her not no longer supporting her Mm -hmm. but then there were some that were like oh it's just a song it doesn't actually represent the devil or anything Mm -hmm. like that listen at the end of the day we all know the music industry is pretty dark Mm -hmm. you don't know what goes on behind the scenes Um, We've heard like tidbits of things from like Kesha, for example. Yeah. And the things that happen behind the scenes and what you're kind of forced or pushed into doing to in order to be like on top. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, In terms of like the symbolism itself, Mm -hmm. I remember maybe like 11, 12 years ago when um, Rihanna was like starting to become bigger and... Mm -hmm. If you remember, <laughs> that was almost like oh, the, the rise Illuminati of like the, consp- the, the conspiracy <laughs> of the Illuminati was like yeah. rampant on YouTube because that was before TikTok yeah. was like a thing, right? Um, so like there would be all these like 
12 part like mm-hmm. documentaries on the Illum- on the Illuminati and like breaking down the process of like making artists successful so like mm-hmm. wearing red outfits having the checkered floor having certain things like whatever I don't remember all the details but I think over the years people started to become more and more like in tune with like okay like this is this is an Illuminati um mm-hmm. ceremony or whatever it's called yeah initiation or whatever it's called right and I think Doja Cat whether it's her marketing team or her PR team or whatever, or mm-hmm. her herself probably know that she can play into this mm-hmm. and gain the views because we all know when it comes to being a celebrity, all press is good press. Mm-hmm. Whether you're hated on, people are still going to be looking you up and checking out your music. Even if, you know, people think you're the devil worshiper and yeah. she could be Allahu Alam. I don't know. May Allah protect us mm-hmm. from that. But I, I'm just saying like, she or her team probably knew that playing into this would get her to number one and it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she, she did what she had to do. And if you want to call her a sellout, she's a sellout. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I didn't like though, I mean, I didn't like a lot of it, uh, any of it really, but why attack your fans? Like those are the people that support you. And I know it's all part of the whole, like the act. Mm-hmm. So is she nicer to them now? Because she was like pretty rude at one point. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow her, so I don't know what she's up to. Um, I'm gonna have a kind of weird take here, or not a weird take, a controversial take. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the people who are most upfront with all this like devil symbolism and like all these like uh, very like dark symbolism in general. Like Sam Smith too. Yeah, I feel like those people are the furthest from that. I thought that. No, okay. You know what? I feel like those people are furthest from it and they're kind of like, they're they're doing it intentionally because they know there's these conspiracies out there and they're kind of trolling in a way. They're playing into it. They're being a troll. Because first off, Doja Cat is known to be a huge troll. Mm. She does that stuff on purpose. She doesn't technically mean it a lot of times. She's doing because she's trolling and that's just how she grew up. That's how, that's her style of humor. Um, but the reason I feel like a lot of them, the people are more blatant about it are the furthest from it or like really just do it because it's eye catching and they, it creates a conversation is, and is because the people who are less upfront with it and, um, are more like wholesome, I guess, are, um, usually are the ones that you find out are like into the worst things. Like how many stories have you, like the Will and Jada situation recently. <laughs> like you find oh, out well. people thought these people were like the most wholesome couple in the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone I idolized them to be like, the, that's what I want. You couple know, goals. even J. Cole himself fell into it. He said, you know, what did he say? That, uh, that Will and Jada, I want that Will and Jada. Yeah. I don't. But no, but, thank you. Well, like initially, you didn't know about this. If you didn't know about this, you would have probably still wanted that, right? But now it came out that they were divorced for like, or not divorced, separated. but separated for like six or seven years. Yeah, six or seven years. And can you believe what she was shocked and surprised that he defended her? The slap, the infamous slap. Oh yeah, slap. exactly. I was like, damn. And and she's getting every chance she can to embarrass that poor man. Yeah, and and then also you find out all these Disney stars who are the most wholesome people mm. on TV and in movies are in the background doing drugs and like getting into the most first hardcore drugs and like uh uh, uh weird like stuff i don't i I was about to say a word there but stuff that they're getting into in the background but on tv and and, in movies they look like they're the most or music they're the most wholesome people out there so 
I, that's why I kind of thought like, you know, usually a lot of people who are doing a lot of this, like weird symbolism, like devil symbolism, turn out to be like the nicest people. And like there's nothing and it, it's it's almost like it's so all out there that like there's there's their closet isn't as full as the other people who are trying to put up this front like they're this this super uh goody two shoes like you know bring you home to your mama kind of person <laughs> mm. and then i and then those people are kind of like uh the ones that you might see like supporting you know go to, back to the original story like supporting like israel and all those things right the people who seem to be the most um um positive lights out there because it works in israel's favor to have the people who are seen in the most positive light in society to be supporting them but you won't really see like them looking to doja cat or like who else like Lil Nas X or like who who sam else smith. sam smith for those kind of uh um, uh, endorsements else. right they always go to the people who have the best image but then you find out those people are like the ones who used to go to like Epstein's Island and all that kind of stuff, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like the people who are more upfront about it, I feel like are are almost 100% doing it not because they truly believe in all that like devil worshiping stuff. It's because they're doing it for, uh, because they know it's controversial and it's almost like to troll their audience or to troll the, the uh, more non-secular audiences. Or they just don't care anymore and they'd rather just wave it in our faces. No. I don't. I, okay, you say I don't believe that. I that's 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 the stance I'm going to take because mm -hmm. I think before you can't just listen. They've they've been conditioning us for years and years and years. You know what I mean? Like you can't mm -hmm. just come out there and then tell people that you're a devil worshiper. You got to like slowly, oops, you got to slowly introduce people to it. You know what I mean? And so by these little like symbolism, like only if you, it's like if you know, you know, like but, okay. Now tell me, what's the benefit of them doing that? Either way, they're still being controlled by, but you know, whoever tell it me, is. How does how does the devil work? Do they work by out front just telling you straight up? No, it's whispers. No, it's, it's little things. It's, they yeah, they can't they can't just come out in the open, right? Like it's sort of like think of it this way: over the years, like the the whole thought of the Illuminati was like mm -hmm. slowly fed to us. You know what I mean? Like through conspiracy videos, it was always I don't talked. In this, Lord, well, I, the Illuminati, I don't believe, is what people currently yeah, believe I, it is. I, I'm sure. I'm sure the perception of them is probably skewed from what it actually is. We don't really know because we're not part of it, right? Mm -hmm. But over the years, it's like more and more people became like like they they would be able to pick up on. I don't things. think the Illuminati has anything to do with the entertainment industry, music wise. Mm, I beg to differ, I, because it's it's too obvious. To, to say, oh, these squares, I don't think any of that. All that stuff is just for popcorn fun. It's like, oh, it's cool and nice to listen to, but I don't actually believe any of that stuff is real. Yeah, maybe not, but I, I still think that the Illuminati exists. It exists, but it exists in... But they um, have control over other things. Maybe not the, the music videos and whatever. Like That might all be like just mm -hmm. child's play. But there are other things that are going on behind the scenes. And I think that playing playing into and and making it more obvious now mm -hmm. like yeah you 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 may think that like doja cat is so far removed from it she's just playing into it because she's a troll or same with yeah same thing with lil nas x or whoever else mm -hmm. i still think they're they may not be part of it but they like i just think it's in our faces for a reason you know what i mean mm -hmm. like I, I don't know I, personally I, I don't mess with that but like I, I i see what you're saying and i i can understand why you think that way but I think that 
they've just prepared us over time. It's sort of like, for example, prepared us for what? You want me to be like? Tell me what they're preparing. Okay, us okay. For. Let me give you an example. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you remember that one show on Netflix? That one series. It was called The Messiah. Yeah. And basically, it's, it's like if you if you watch it, there's a lot of parallels mm-hmm. with like what's going to happen when Dajjal comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's like sort of, it's kind of like for example, um, it's like preparing people, not preparing people, but like kind of foreshadowing. Like first off. Then it would be in the opposite direction completely. What do you mean? Why would they be showing devil symbolism and all these things when the false messiah, the story of the false messiah, is someone who's seen to be uh, a positive light, who's done like positive miracles towards people? Because unless you've learned from the lens of Islam, mm-hmm. other people who are watching are like, wow, this is really cool. And then when he actually comes and is doing that, it's like, oh my God, I watched this show once upon a time, the same way that they're doing with like Simpson episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it foreshadowed the future. And now they're watching this because they don't know. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, you don't know, right? Yeah. They're watching this. And then when it actually happens and it's a part of reality, they're, they might fall for it and believe it. Or if they learn about it and know how to protect themselves, and they'll protect themselves. Yeah, but that doesn't speak to anything that I was uh, addressing, what? which or not uh, pointing out, which is like the, the You're devil saying, what symbolism. Are they prepare- yeah, the what are they symbolism. It's... How is that preparing you for something that's supposed to be more seen in a positive light? Technically, that would actually scare people away. They're just not hiding anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. Like they've they've hid for so long, mm-hmm. and they've, they've but the, that all that stuff is to do with the devil, and and people believe that's trying to move people towards like more of a devil worshiping uh, sense of not being, but like like a, mm. a culture or like that's as. Um, a society that's driven towards more of like just doing whatever you desire to do. <laughs> this, this this episode is taking <laughs> weird. <laughs> so technically, the devil would want to work people more to. I know we're getting very kind of deep here, but like mm. they would want me, people to go more towards a less secular route. Okay, because you're. you're I, I know what I want to say now. Okay, go ahead. It's like you know when you're when you have kids and you're like. You can't have your cook. You can't have this cookie. Mm-hmm. That just makes them want it more. So it's like for people that uh, are more on the secular route, they're more mm-hmm. religious. And you're like, oh, you can't listen to the song because she's dressed like the devil. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, I just want to like hear it. Like, what does it sound like? Curiosity. Yeah. Curiosity killed the cat for a reason. Okay. Yeah. So it's sort of like, um, what's the word uh when you're like when you basically want someone to do something so you tell them to do the opposite Mm -hmm. what's that called again reverse psychology yeah that's what i think it is but then again the content of what like if we go back to doja cat the content of was in that that popular song painted town red Mm -hmm. is literally just her talking about like not listening to what other people say and like being herself why are you just you nodding? Gotta, you, gotta, you gotta read between the lines. <laughs> you have to read like, between the sure, lines. There's a lot of like crazy symbolism in there. But that's what, what, what I mean what she's into. What does Islam teach us? You have to fight against your nafs. Fight yeah. against your lower self. I, yeah, I'm not really taking part in a lot of that I stuff anyways, know, but, like, but I'm saying, do you see the, the contrast? It's not parallel. Yeah. The contrast between what Islam teaches you and what her song is, is preaching. Yeah. So you can say that it's trying to teach people to be more secular and just live towards their desires but then that goes against um what you think that the illuminati is preparing us for right or maybe they do work together i'm just not putting the pieces together yet 
So I'll need to think about I feel it. Like more. we're gonna do a deep dive of research after we're done recording yeah. this episode. <laughs> oh shoot, we have been going on for a while. We have, but we but yeah, so tangent. that was just that was just an interesting thing. Either way, the moral yeah. of the story is, I don't mess with none of that stuff. I know I I, I don't mess with it. I find it interesting though sometimes, but like I don't mess yeah, with it. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like there doing a deep dive and just like yeah, watching. I like I like to understand. It was just why I brought. I like to understand why they do these things. Nah, sometimes and I'm good. What? I'm good. Cause then I get paranoid, and mm-hmm. then I'm just like, can I? <laughs> a lot of times it's not as deep as you think it is. But go no, ahead. No, but do you? Don't you remember we like what? shared those videos back in YouTube like 10, 12 years ago? What? The whole Illuminati documentary on YouTube. Do you remember that one video? Yeah, but that was more like popcorn stuff. Right? But I watched it. Yeah. And when I, <laughs> I remember, they specifically spoke about that one Rihanna song, Disturbia yeah and i will i'm not even joking and they like broke down the lyrics and, and they like, read the lyrics everything okay? <laughs> and then like that week i remember i think i was like in high school yeah and i was taking the bus to school mm-hmm. and i heard it on someone's headphones i'm like oh my god they're everywhere <laughs> <laughs> that song did kind of like i i didn't like hearing it because it made me just feel uneasy in general right and so like i was paranoid Mm -hmm. because every time i heard that song i was like oh my god here it is again like Mm -hmm. it made me feel uneasy the music video was scary like Mm -hmm. i just didn't like it but it was just like the fact that i just watched this documentary like late at night too i would stay up until like 2 a.m watching this video and then i heard it on the bus the next day like through someone's headphones i was just like paranoid yeah but then you realize this is all very like american centric like it is it, I know they kind of distribute this to the rest of the world, but like yeah. when you go to the rest of the world, like people aren't listening to these things. Yeah, they're the same not. thing. If you go to a French country, they're not really listening to Americans as much. Actually, you'd like, be surprised. When I was in Paris um, and I was walking down the street, someone was listening to trap music. I'm like, do you even understand? <laughs> but it could have been French trap music. I'm no, saying. it was English. Oh, okay. But yeah, so I don't know. It's a lot of um, conspiracies that. Mm. I don't really buy into a lot of the times. I think it's just, you know, society being itself trying to trying to just do whatever they want and going against uh um because a lot of these people do come from like religious families or they come from and they're kind of rebelling against that. So I feel like a lot of this might be just a form of rebellion. I, I try and rationalize it in some way where I try where I try not to fall into this con- conspiracy mind. Cuz there are there are certain things that are pretty obliv- uh, obvious, like what's going on in Israel or Palestine, yeah, and, and occupied Palestine. Like a lot of that is it was a, it was a conspiracy for a long time, or at least to a lot of people, it seemed like it was a conspiracy. But like now, it's very blatant what's going on there. Uh, or you have things like the Epstein Island, where they right. had like underage people going to the island, and you had all these like top officials from multiple countries majority being from america who are going to these islands so those things has more basis in that whole illuminati conspiracy mm. instead of all this like other entertainment stuff but you know i'm gonna leave it at that we've been going on for a while uh i know we started off on you know we, we start off giving y'all a lot of information i feel like is very valuable we have to use any platform we have to uh speak out about this yeah uh i don't really use my instagram as much so like yeah i realized i realized i was using my personal page more but um Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna use the the podcast page because i feel like more followers there Mm -hmm. um but i was gonna say like this recording this episode reminded me of like our earlier ones you Mm -hmm. know when we would like go on these long tangents and like we were sort of unhinged back then this is what happens (laughs) when you have three weeks with no it's all starts building up (laughs) all of our thoughts i'm just like itching Mm -hmm. to like release and yeah and now we've you know 
this this felt very nostalgic we hope you guys enjoyed this episode um or at least enjoyed the listen we felt like it was pretty insightful um and you know what like carry on the conversation with us mm-hmm. you know we love hearing from you guys or i love I love hearing from you. <laughs> I, I'm going to continue. Okay, we're going to make that a segment. Don't, yeah. uh, we'll talk about that. Okay. okay. Um, that being said, carry on the conversation in the comments. DM us. Do what you got to do. We we see all the comments and we appreciate you guys giving us feedback or sharing your thoughts even. It's very important to us to hear from you um, since you guys are the ones that are watching us. So mm-hmm. thank you guys again for listening. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.